0: Hey there, I'll bet I know exactly what you came here for. You like genitalia, don't you? Well, you've come to the right place, as we've got all the dicks and bags you look alike you could ever want. Welcome to Weird Animal Facts Explicit, a show dedicated to the weird, odd, unusual, Gross, and oftentimes disturbing facts about animals. And we do mean disturbing. Be glad that you can't see the animals today, especially if uh, you're one who dislikes dick pics and tacos. Hi, I'm Deidre, and hopefully, like me, are an adult. Why? Because we're talking about a couple of animals that, if left to the imagination, could and does easily turn the mind to the gutter. What do I mean by this? The animals of today look like a dong and a hoo-ha. And that's not even the weirdest part about them! Okay, maybe one of them, yes. It is incredibly, hilariously weird that an amphibian looks like a giant penis, and also perhaps will turn you off of shellfish. Or maybe you'll find a new fetish. Oh gosh, I hope that's not it! Anyways, today we'll learn about the Colano, an amphibian that is commonly called a penis snake, and the vulva-looking clam. For your 12-year-old brain, this is the episode you've been waiting for. But if you're actually 12 years old, go away, as this podcast is not for children. I mean, if that wasn't made clear enough already. What is it about the phallic-shaped things that make us giggle? Why is it we can't help but laugh at the sight of a living creature that's just trying to go about their day and survive, but just happens to look like a vulva? (laughs) Why is that funny? (laughs) Are we laughing at our own discomfort? How often does one look at a penis or clitoris? Physically speaking, it is easier for a man to see a penis than for a woman to see her clit. Penises are just there dangling like that spider web you just walked into. I mean, we all love spiders, but... Most of us only want to see a spider on our own terms, let alone walk into their web unsuspectingly. Oh, by the way, in case you're behind on this metaphor, I'm comparing spiders to penises. Have you ever seen a surprise penis? I have, many times. Once some old dude was riding his bike and good day to you, there it was, poking out of his shorts like an old wrinkly naked mole rat. Women's external sex organs are a bit harder to see on accident, like I don't think I've ever accidentally seen another girl's nether regions. Even when I was at a nude beach and spa. Sure, you'll see your variations of bush, but just like the animal of today, you've got to work to get that sexy pearl inside. I think it's time we make like a parasite and get into it. Penis snake. Also known as the floppy snake or manaconda. And that sounds to me to be the stupidest one. But yet, this human penis-shaped animal is not a snake. Nope, it's actually an amphibian. You know, like frogs, salamanders, and newts. We're looking, we're looking, we're looking for penis snakes. You may be asking yourself, how do I, a common Joe or Jane, look for a penis snake? Tinder seems to be the most popular option, but for those of us who would rather see an erect, wrinkly, gray-looking penis in its natural environment, then you should start your search in South America. And rather than sexually harassing the men of South America by asking to see their manaconda, let's just go to the water. Specifically Brazil, near the mouth of the Amazon, or Madeira River. Hopefully for you, I don't need to explain what this animal looks like, as I'm hoping that by simply saying it looks like a giant penis is enough. And quite honestly, that's kind of all this animal has going for it and why it came to fame pretty recently, actually, even though we have known about it since 1968. If only it was 1969. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I really am 12 years old, aren't I? (laughs) Aside from the fact that this animal looks like the member of a monstrous man, there is little known about this animal. What we do know is the equivalent of what you know about a guy you met online and are about to meet for the first time. All you know is what he looks like, but that impressed the hell out of you. Plus whatever else he happened to put in his profile. But gathering from the minimum information from his profile, you sense that he's the type of guy who's only interested in sex and is hoping that his size alone will impress you. Which it did! Good luck on your date, honey. I hope he's not a predator. Just like you might suspect this random online man is a predator... Scientists, too, suspect that's what the snake penis is. The penis snake, not snake penis. I might do that. It's it's called the penis snake, not the snake penis, because a snake penis is the penis of a snake, when penis snake is the name of this animal. Oh, oh, don't get confused. We just say penis if we want. Penis snake. Anyways, rewind, try that again. Just like you might suspect this random online man to be a predator, scientists also suspect That's what the penis snake is. In fact, they don't really know. But it does have teeth. Luckily, penises don't. They think it eats small fish, worms, and other aquatic little critters. But a second date might give us some more needed information. And what scientists did discover on the first date was that it's not just a dick. It's actually an amphibian that doesn't have any lungs or eyes or limbs. You know, just like a real penis. I'm not a puppet, I'm a real boy! Now, if you're impressed by the fact that this mysterious dick-like predator has no lungs but still qualifies as an animal, then you'll be even more impressed by the fact that it is the largest pteropod without lungs. Fun fact! According to science, a tetrapod is any vertebrate having four limbs or having had a four-limbed ancestor. Uh, wait, but you just said it was legless and no one knows anything about it. How would anyone know what their ancestors were? Very good question, and you know what? I have no idea. <laughs> but scientists do know that it's a Sicilian, which, taxonomy speaking, is in the clade Apoda. What's a clade, you ask? Well, do you remember that taxonomy song? Kingdom Phylum Class. Order. Family, gene, and species. Well, a clad would come after the order. Kingdom, phylum, class. Order. Here, right there. That's where it goes. Well, then why isn't it in your song? Because taxonomy is complicated. Oh. But let's dumb this down for my poor concussed brain to understand. And possibly yours. Especially if you've been banging your head against the wall because this penis snake makes no sense to me. Where the names sung in the taxonomy song have to do with how animals are grouped, such as, these animals have feathers and they live on land, therefore they must be a bird. <laughs> Whereas our amphibian penis snake friend is in the clade of Apoda, or Sicilia, because they all have a common ancestor and supposedly evolved from that ancestor. So it's thought that, all right, now trying to tie all this back together, that the penis snake's ancestors are not only the same as other Sicilian, but that ancestor had four limbs. What for? Who knows? Scientists just dug up some fossils of an old Sicilian, and it had legs. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like, um... Yeah, like I said, taxonomy is fucking complicated. And at times, for certain animals that have not been well studied, um, you know, as much as the overrated panda... <laughs> Uh, Creating the taxonomy map can actually be like navigating your way around the naked body of your first-time lover. It changes as you get used to it. And then you find what it is. And find the pleasure points. And now since all that is out of the way, let's take some time and learn about what the fuck this strap-on is. Time to learn! Having no legs and no eyes It makes sense for this penis snake to be found in the murky, marsh-like warm waters of South America, where no one can find them. Which also may explain their fleshy, gross appearance. Perhaps like the penis itself, it has been shunned away to the dark, hidden trousers of the world, only to appear when stripped. In the penis snake's case, they were discovered when a dam was being built and all the water was drained, leaving behind only penises. Imagine being the person to first discover these. Like, you'd wonder if, like, this body of water was the dumping spot for, like, the mob after they chopped off their rival's penis. (laughs) Luckily, they weren't real penises, because that, that would have been disgusting. Luckily, instead, they were amphibians! Speaking of amphibians, have you, listener at home, listened to the Fire Salamander or Titty Cock-Off Frog episode yet? If so, first, thank you! As amphibians are highly underrated, and second, having listened to this episode, you would have learned that a weird trait amphibians share is the ability to breathe through their skin. And boy, does the penis snake have some skin. I don't even think it's been circumcised. If you'll recall from the titty off frog episode 9, you'll remember that the titty off frog, commonly known as the scrotum frog, lives in high altitude, meaning less oxygen. Smaller lungs than a normal frog their same size, they are fully aquatic and are covered in the same fold-like grossness as a ball sack. Hence why they're called the scrotum frog. And you'll also remember that these folds were rich with red blood cells and blood vessels that's main job was to absorb oxygen from the water. Now I'm not saying that this is true for the penis snake, as they don't know a shit about this thing, but it's, it's a pretty strong guess. However, the main difference between the titicaca frog and the penis snake is, well, one, the titicaca frog has lungs, and the penis snakes don't. And that the titicaca frog lives in cold water, which typically has more oxygen in it than warm water, where the penis snake lives. So, (laughs) So how is the penis snake a thing? And how does an animal breathe without lungs? It's important to know that breathing is all about oxygen (gasps) (sighs) so if your blood is able to get enough oxygen without the use of lungs let's say by absorbing oxygen through your skin and that oxygen goes directly into the blood then you should be fine i mean it's been working for many amphibians for centuries and possibly even longer but since the penis snake lives in warm water and has no lungs how does that work for them Again, more research is needed, but perhaps because the waters where the penis snake lives can be white water a lot of the time, so like fast-moving water, perhaps it's the fast-moving water that's providing the amount of oxygen the penis snake needs to survive. (sighs) But then again, we don't really know anything. (laughs) For all we know, they could be breathing through their butt. Fun fact, some animals do breathe through their anus. This includes aquatic turtles, and a quick Google search will tell you pigs and mice do this as well, and I think I might need to do further research to make sure this is actually true. Hmm. So I guess next time you fart, you could just say you're breathing. Maybe don't breathe, especially if someone else farts. (laughs) Yes, the penis snake is an amphibian that looks both like a snake and a penis, but one thing I don't think I emphasize Enough is just how large this animal gets. I did say it's like a giant human penis, but in reality, scientists have actually found individuals to be over three feet long, as in a hundred centimeters. I've never seen a dick that big before. Is that a nitrito-kuano in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me? And why shouldn't you be happy? After all, you've got to learn about a giant penis animal. But just like any heterosexual relationship, to every penis, there is a vagina. So let us not forget about the woman private part lookalike and turn things over to the clam. It's the transition song From going to one topic to the next It's the transition song So that we have no awkward silence! Clams. I know you love them. There is so much to love about a clam. Just like the woman's pleasure palace, a clam is a mystery, what and requires some work for that orgasmic pearl. And I know what you're thinking, as you probably thought about this earlier when I made this same exact joke. Pearls come from oysters, not clams. Wrong! They can come from both and other bivalians. So my joke is correct. <laughs> I checked it. But just what is a clam? And what's an oyster? Is there a difference? And more importantly, do you both look like a woman down under? For some, shellfish may act more like a woman than look like one, especially if you're looking to eat one out. Hi guys, are you looking for a girl to water your snake? Then look no further than Pavilion, the new dating app exclusively for seamen. Pavilion isn't like other dating apps where you can get lost in the sea of waters. Pavilion is different. We focus on what's on the outside, keeping you out. Take Scallop, for instance. If you're looking for a nice introductory into pavilion dating, she's a good start. Although a bit salty and can be dated raw, Scallion is quite literally a free swimming spirit. But once you open her shell, you'll find a nice buttery interior. Or perhaps the long, thin, smooth muscle Is more what you're looking for in a mollusk. If you can get over the fact that Mussel typically spends her time in large anger orgies, Mussel might be the girl for you. And hopefully you aren't too skittish of sperm everywhere while you're strapped to a yacht. Oyster is a girl very much like Mussel, but for the advanced only. This salty girl is not as smooth as Mussel. Oyster has got some edge to her as she's not always tied down. But you look like the type of guy hoping for some alone time. If so, then consider sending a love plankton to Clam. She puts the self in shellfish, as she would rather spend time alone under the sandy covers of her bed than go out on a scalp adventure. Download the Pavilion dating app now to get swimming into your sea of possible mollusk mates. Not available on Android or Apple devices. Unlike how we knew very little about the penis snake, the clam, once it opens up, gives us so much information about it that our human brains didn't know what to do with it, so we shoved it into our mouths. But now, thanks to clams, New England is known for something. Well, I guess they're also known for sports, Duncan, Ben Affleck, and khakis. And knowing all this information is very different from what the clam represents in this episode as most men don't know their way around in the South. While I won't be giving inexperienced men a lesson in pleasing women, I can at least give your brain some weird stupid facts to think about while you're going down in her and trying to figure it out. The reason why these mollusks look a bit like a woman's love spot is due to the pink, fleshy looking interior. That is if you can get past the shell. There's some fleshy gills, a long pink foot that looks like a tongue, the inside of the clam looks as disgusting as the inside of a woman's thong. Clams, like scallops, mussels, and oysters, are all in the same class Bavilion. Kingdom Phylum Class. Order. Family, gene, and species. Bavilion are classified as a marine or freshwater mollusk whose body is protected by a calcium carbonate shell on a hinge, or bivalve. But like many of the weirdo invertebrates of the secretive waters, The clam doesn't always look like a mermaid bra. For about the first two weeks of the clam's life, it looks more like snot just kind of floating around in the water, using the ocean as a giant uterus until they've created the makings of what we think of of the traditional clam. And then that time they wiggle to the ocean floor and use their tongue-like foot to hide from the murderous Gordon Fisherman. Fun fact. Clams aren't just found in salt water, but fresh water, too. Just like the vagina of a woman, clams come in many different sizes. And just like with women, you need consent. That is if you're planning on eating one. Otherwise, those legal guys will get involved. But if you're patient enough, you can find that just-turned-18-year-old equivalent of a clam called the little necks, which are just over about an inch wide. But if young isn't your thing and you want that large, strong lady, well, the largest clam species is called the the giant clam. Very creative. And this big girl is not only the largest clam species, but also the largest mollusk on Earth. Fun fact, the giant clam is also the second largest invertebrate in the world after the colossal sh- shrimp, no, squid. Could you imagine a shrimp that big? No, no, the largest invertebrate is a colossal squid, not a colossal shrimp. That'd be like the Moby Dick of, like, cocktail parties. Growing the size of two mini-fridges, the giant clam has earned their name by weighing more than a grand piano. And the giant clam is different from some of the smaller clams. It was once thought that the giant clam would anchor themselves to the seafloor, but that's not true. Nope, they don't use their tongue to hide in the dirt like the smaller ones, but they, they can move, just very, very, very slow. The real difference is their sex. And I do mean both types of sex. Not just the act of lovemaking, <laughs> if you can call it that in the clam world, but also their gender. As I said earlier, the clam goes through a larvae stage who just floats around until it starts to develop an actual shell and then goes and hides in the dirt. But during that developmental stage, before it hits the dirt, all of them are males! Why? Because just like in the workplace, it's easier to be a man. And this isn't due to the sexist CEOs of the ocean. This is because it takes a lot more energy to create eggs. Why do you think guys masturbate all the time? They produce more sperm than a Chinese sweatshop does Nikes. As they grow, the young males are just eating and getting bigger, similar to your young, privileged white man of today. When it comes time for the clam to pick a gender, most clams will either go male or female. But for a giant clam, they do both. Hermaphrodite, an animal or plant, having both male and female reproductive organs structured or tissue, For the single gender clam of the world, the only difference when it comes to the baby making is the fact that they are restricted to only releasing their assigned gametes. Gamite, a mature male or female germ cell, usually possessing a haploid chromosome set and capable of initiating formulation of a new diploid individual by fusing with a gamete of the opposite sex. What? Plus, you can't use the word you're trying to define in the definition. Ugh. Anyways, a gamete is either a sperm or egg, or the sperm or the egg, pre-fertilization, just depending on what that individual animal spits out. Gamete, sperm or egg. Now, in order to release their gametes, the mood needs to be just right. Just like how you don't like to have sex when it's cold, clams need the perfect temperature to come. Is it called coming when it's the female releasing the eggs? And do you think it's as pleasurable for a clam to come as it is for humans? I mean, clams don't have a brain, but men's faces look like their brains just melted whenever they climax So, <laughs> Now, with both the sperm and egg just freeballing in the open sea, it becomes up to chance if they will ever find each other. Then even more so once fertilized in that random ocean, as only about 10% of the larvae will actually reach adulthood. Which really sucks, because ever since I started talking about clams, I've been really craving some wicked good clam jada. Why do clams taste so good? And if you think about it, they really shouldn't. I mean, they're filter feeders. Okay, so you know when you go camping or backpacking and you run out of water, but you don't want beaver fever, so you need to filter the water that you find in the river or lake? You know, you filter the water. Anyways, what that water filter does is it gets rid of all the nasty, dangerous, dirty shit that's in the water, and keeps it from getting into you. And that's kind of what filter feeders do. Some scientists took two 10-gallon aquariums and filled them with water from a pretty nasty-looking river. In one aquarium, it was just the water, and the other, it was the water plus a bunch of clams. Within a few hours, the aquarium with the clams was no longer dirty. It was shining, clean, see-through water, while the other one was still just as dirty as it was to begin with. So where did all that nastiness go? Inside the clam. While some clams have a couple tubes, one that sucks in good and spits out the nasty, not all of them have this, and not all that nastiness leaves. And when that happens, it might make the notorious RBG smile as, uh, that's how we get pearls. As mentioned, clams have two shells. And just like how you can separate the fur from a rabbit, Lining the inside of the shell is called the mantle. When a grain of sand or even a parasite gets stuck between the shell and the mantle, it can be hard for the clam to get it out, as they are more focused on filter feeding and not dying. Plus, even clams with a foot can't reach that grain of sand. Or a parasite. But the clam still needs to protect itself from the inside. Especially if it is a parasite. To do this, the clam then produces this stuff called nacre, which will cover the intruder, and continue to do so for many, many, many years at times, or even shorter or longer. It just depends on how long until that selfish politician pays a diver to pull it out of the clam's pearl pouch for them to wear it around their neck. That's how you get pearls. Naker. And as weird as making pearls from parasites or hermaphrodite animals are, what's really worth a clutch-of-your-pearls gasp (gasps) is the fact that the giant clam is considered endangered in some areas. And it's not just for the colossal pearls that they possibly could be holding on to, but for food and for the shell, and that shell could actually be compared to the ivory tusk of elephants. And even though we all might think of the lady flaps or New England clam chowder when we hear the word clam, the truth is clams, especially the giant clams, play a huge role when it comes to preserving and protecting coral reefs. And if you don't know the story about coral reefs, then go check out episode 34, where I took half the episode trying to explain to you why you should give a shit about these animals. Because if there's something you should care about, it's animals like the coral and the clam. And something you shouldn't have to care much about are the scientific names. Scientific names are hard. I asked my roommate Emily to write on a piece of paper the scientific names of the animals from today's episode that I did not read until now. And, for those of you returning weirdos, may have noticed that I skipped this section for the penis snake. That's because I did say it earlier on in a desperate attempt to not sound as sleazy by consistently saying penis snake. Even though I ended up saying penis snake possibly more times than necessary. Penis snake. Anyways, here are the scientific names for two of the clams. We'll start with the smallest clam we talked about today, the little neck clam. Li- Le- Liukuma Stamina, Liukuma Stamina. Liukuma looks like a Hawaiian name. Next is the giant clam. Tria daca Gigas. Tria daca Gigas. <laughs> that was fun to say. <laughs> if the weirdest thing about you is the way you look, don't worry because you can't possibly look as weird or as obvious as genitalia. And if you would like more weird and disgusting visuals of the animals of today, then please follow the podcast on Instagram at wafpodcast. And if you have fallen in love with the disgusting phallic shape of the penis snake or the lips of the clam, then you can make me your pimp and support the show by clicking on the support the show link in the episode description. And don't worry, those aren't real dicks or vaginas on our Instagram, so you don't have to feel bad about it. But if you do and need to release your sins like a suppressed Catholic, then you can still donate money to the show and even send me a message telling me what more wholesome animal you would like to learn more about. But I'm telling you right now, just like people, most animals aren't all that wholesome. Anyways, I hope you liked all the dick jokes. Stay weird.